opportunities to reach outside of these walls and to invite kids that maybe don't have families that go to church and invite them to learn about the gospel. So these are the dates that we're doing it. There's going to be lots more information coming in, and I'm going to need every one of you to help me, right? We're going to need lots of volunteers, but we're doing two evenings and then a Saturday morning. So you want to mark your calendars for that, watch for signups, but um, would you do something for me, though? Would you start praying with me? for kids in our community that don't know Christ to come to VBS and to make a decision to follow Christ. Who will join me in doing that? That's really why we're doing this. This is about outreach. This is about helping people that don't have a relationship with God to find God. And so we're so excited about that. So mark your calendars. Okay, we are starting a new sermon series today here at Homestead. Um, The last few weeks we've been talking about a number of different things, but last week was Pentecost Sunday. And Jeff talked about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. And because of that, now the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of each and every one of us. And that he gives us supernatural ability to share the gospel and advance the kingdom. And so we thought maybe it would be a good idea to take a step further and talk about what that means. Now that we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, what does that mean specifically? What does that look like? When the Spirit of God is living in you, how does that manifest itself in your everyday life? And then what impact does that have on you, the way you live your life? What impact does that have on the church? And then what impact does that have on the world around us? And so we are going to be talking over the next few weeks about spiritual gifts. We're going to be talking about what it means to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us and some of the gifts that he imparts to us so that the world can see the Holy Spirit through our lives. Now, there are a lot of outcomes from the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Um, Scripture tells us that when the Holy Spirit is in us, it gives us a boldness for sharing the gospel. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to overcome sin and temptation It gives us the sensitivity to the things of God in our own hearts and minds when we have the Spirit living in us. But Scripture also makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit gives gifts to believers. And these gifts vary in functioning, and they are unique to every single one of us. But they are given by the Holy Spirit for the benefit of the body of Christ so that it can grow healthy and strong. And there are three main passages that describe in detail what these main gifts are. They are 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4. I love the sound of the new ones. I just love it. (laughs) You're fine. Um, And Romans 12. Now, there are other places where spiritual gifts are mentioned, but these are kind of the main three. And these main three actually give us lists of where these spiritual gifts are lined out. And we can view these lists in these three passages as kind of a sampling and introduction. Because there are other places that scripture shows us other spiritual gifts and other things that people have been gifted by the Holy Spirit to be able to do things. And then on top of that, we see throughout scripture people operating in various spiritual gifts. So just because it might not be on this list today that I'm showing you, we can understand that these are kind of a sampling that give us some ideas of how the Spirit operates through all of us. Now, believers, we all have these gifts to some measure, right? We're all called to be evangelists, right? You don't get to go, eh, not really my gift. I think I just won't ever tell anyone about Jesus, right? No, we all have that gift. But then there are some people that have a very special Holy Spirit empowerment to evangelize and tell people about Jesus. Anybody know one of those? I don't think my dad ever sat on a plane, 
where he did not share the gospel with the person next to him. And I'm like, I just don't have that gift. I just get nervous and put on my headphones, right? But we all have um, a call to these at a various level, right? But then there is a secondary special gifting that some of us have in order to spread the gospel. So let's start by just looking at these three passages, and then we're going to dig deeper from there. So the first one is 1 Corinthians 12. It says, starting in verse 7, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. To one person, the spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all of these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Skipping down to verse 27. All of you together are Christ's body. Each one of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. First, our apostles. Second, our prophets. Third, our teachers. Then those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing. Those who can help others. Those who have the gift of leadership and those who speak in unknown languages. Next, Ephesians 4 tells us, Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And lastly, Romans 12, 6 through 8 says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, then serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, well, then take that responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. So we're going to take some time over the next 12 weeks to talk about many of the gifts on this list. We won't have time to go through all of them, but we're going to focus on a number of them over the summer and talk about what these gifts look like in the life of a believer. Why did God give these specific gifts to people for the benefit of the church? What does it bring to the table when you have one of these gifts and how it benefits the body of Christ? But today I want to give you a basic overview of spiritual gifts and recognize that there is a specific reason and purpose for the Spirit to give these gifts. So the first thing is this. Every believer is given a spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit. Every believer is given a spiritual gift from the Holy Spirit. So if you're here and you love Jesus, that means it's you. 
You have a spiritual gift that has been given to you by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Now, if you look up the word gift in this verse, it's the Greek word phanerosis, which literally means a manifestation or an exhibition or expression. It literally means to make something visible, to make it known, to shine a light on it so that it is seen. So this verse means that the Holy Spirit makes himself visible, makes himself evident, manifests himself to the world around us through the gifts that he puts into believers. Look at how the NIV verse translates this, this verse. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The manifestation. So that means that the Holy Spirit in us eventually comes out through the giftings that we have. It's really important for us to remember that the spiritual gifts that you and I display when we serve, when we lead, when we encourage, when we give, when we speak with wisdom and discernment, that these are actually manifestations of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And it's literally coming out of us through our actions. I was trying to think of analogy, and this might be a really weird analogy, but the only thing I could think of is when our oldest daughter, Lucy, was a baby, she would only eat orange baby food, like carrots, sweet potatoes. Anybody have this problem? Because you know, I know you do, because you're laughing already. You know where I'm going with this. She would only eat carrots and sweet potatoes. And so we were, I was a new mom, and I'm like, dip, dip, she's eating great. And I kept feeding her. And one day, Jeff comes out and goes, is Lucy looking orange to you? And I was like, she does look orange. And then I looked closer, and I'm like, she's like Oompa Loompa orange. Like, what is happening? And so I was just terrified. Like, something's wrong. And I go to the doctor, and he's like, yeah, you giving her a lot of carrots? And I was like, yes. And he's like, it's fine. She's eating so many carrots that now she's turning orange. There's nothing wrong. Just maybe give her some green beans, and you'll be fine. But that was what was happening is so much was going in her that it was starting to show on the outside. This is the best way that I can describe what it means for the Holy Spirit to manifest itself on the outside of you because of the work he's doing in you. Does that make sense? So much of the Spirit needs to be coming inside of you that then it begins to manifest itself out, right? This is an outward manifestation of what is going on inside. Now, we know this is true of the fruit of the Spirit, right? If the Holy Spirit's living in us, then Galatians 5 tells us that this inward filling of the Spirit is going to come out in the way that we show love and joy and peace and patience and kindness, right? These are the attributes that the Holy Spirit in us comes out that makes us a good human, makes us loving and patient and kind. But there is also a manifestation of the Spirit that comes through us that is for service and the growth of the kingdom of God. And that is what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 11. It says, it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. And he alone decides which gifts each person should have. So with all of us in this room, we all have a gift, but we all have a unique gift. We have a unique gift that God has given to us. 
The Holy Spirit chooses to make himself visible through the gifts that he puts in you and what gifts he's given to you. And it is absolutely on purpose. He has hand-selected gifts for each and every one of us to best display his own power through us. And we're all given different gifts so that the work of the Holy Spirit can be demonstrated in all kinds of beautiful ways in the family of God. So I want to talk for a second about how and when the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Now, we all have natural abilities and talents that are given to us when we're born, right? Maybe you inherited your mother's musical talent, and maybe you inherited your father's talent for doing math. Probably not the same person with both of those gifts in my experience. But maybe you have like a natural talent and ability that was given to you since you were born, right? Those are talents and abilities. And make no mistake about it, God was intimately connected to giving you your natural talents and abilities. Psalm 139 tells us that every one of us was formed. That means when God was creating you, he gave you natural talents and abilities that you now have. But when we become Christians, the Holy Spirit comes into believers, just like Jeff talked about last week. The Holy Spirit fills us, and that is when spiritual gifts are given to us. And now I believe these spiritual gifts will be in alignment with your natural talents and abilities, right? God is going to give you a gift that goes along with already how he made you to be. The God who formed you in your mother's womb maybe gave you a natural gift for teaching. And now, though, you're saved. And the spirit of God is now living in you. And now he will give you a supernatural manifestation of the gift of teaching in your life, which now gives you over and above abilities for the work of the spirit in you to teach others. You see how that works? The distinction between spiritual gifts and natural abilities is the Holy Spirit's ability to give us insight as to how to best use those natural abilities that he has given us, right? Let's say there was a business person who is a phenomenal leader, who seems to have a very natural ability to lead people in an effective way, but a believer who has the Holy Spirit inside of them manifesting the gift of leadership is going to have supernatural abilities and insights to lead because the Spirit is directing his life, right? It goes from just having great instincts on how to lead through a situation to being in a situation where you need to lead and you're sitting there going, I don't know what the solution is this. Anybody been in a meeting at work and you're going, I don't know what this is, and you whisper a prayer, Holy Spirit, show me the right thing. And all of a sudden... You have an idea that you would have never had on your own. That is the Holy Spirit working through you. That is the difference, right? It's the Holy Spirit dropping an idea into your spirit that's so outside of your own natural ability and your own human understanding. But the Spirit has shown you something you would never see on your own. And now you have the creative knowledge to how to lead in a specific situation with the inside of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? It's what we see in the book of Daniel. We see Daniel and his friends are all carried off into Babylon. And it says that they are thrown in with the best and the brightest. And they determine that they are going to do everything they can to honor God, even in this tough situation. And it says that they showed themselves to be 10 times better 
than everybody else when it came to wisdom and literature and solving problems and understanding things and actual physical strength. So much so that the king said to them, what is the deal with you guys? You're not even from here. And yet you have this understanding, this wisdom, this skill, this character that cannot possibly be just from you. And what do we see Daniel and his friends do in that moment? They say, you're right. It absolutely is not us, but the God who we serve gives us insight and wisdom and knowledge. And we see how these gifts that God empowers inside Daniel and his friends made them manifest so that people could see the glory of God through their lives. I was thinking about this this week. Um, Many of you knew my dad who just passed away in January, but my dad had the gift of encouragement. I mean, he always has. He just, everybody he met, he always just asked how they were doing, always took the time to make sure that he saw how they were doing. And then when he passed away, people started reaching out to our family and saying, just wanted you to know your dad mentored me for years. Your dad mentored me for years. Your dad mentored me for years. Your dad met with me every week. Your dad called me every other week. Your dad texted me every day. And finally, we all went, this is not humanly possible. (laughs) It's not humanly possible that he mentored all these people. I don't think we all even had any idea the amount of people that he was daily encouraging by texts and phone calls and meeting with them. And just this week, I was at a pastor's thing, and somebody came up to me. They were a missionary who's been overseas in a Middle Eastern country, and he said, hey, I just want to let you know your dad mentored me. And I was like, of course he did. Of course he mentored everybody. He said, he met with me for two years when I felt like God was telling me that I should go be a missionary. And I thought, I can't do this. I'm too old. I don't have any skills. And he just kept saying, God has put this in you. You can do it. I believe in you. He goes, he gave me my first check to help me get on the field. He said, and then he told me this. There's going to come a day when you get over there, and it's going to be really hard. And when that day comes, I want you to remember the moment you knew God called you to do this. And when you have that moment, you remember, God called me to do this, and you're going to find the strength you need. And he told me, he said, I've been overseas now for two years, and I can't tell you how many times I've had to stop and go. Roger told me, right now I'm supposed to think of that moment. And I was telling Megan about, about that interaction, and I said, I just, I don't know how my dad was able to do that with so many people. doesn't make any sense. It's actually not humanly possible. And she said kind of just flippantly, well, it's like he's got the Holy Spirit in him or something. And I was, I was like, yeah, I know. But then when I sat down to write this message, I thought, that's exactly it, right? We can all have a natural ability to be an encourager, but when you recognize my dad knew that that was a spiritual gift and so he learned to operate in it fully and it was like you put gasoline on it and the amount and the capacity that he had to use this gift well just grew and grew and grew that by the end of his life it was unbelievable the amount of people that he had affected this is what we're talking about today when you say okay lord Whatever this gift is that you've given to me, I recognize that it's in alignment with who you made me to be, but I am asking for supernatural ability to walk this thing out and to grow in it every single day so that I can make the greatest impact for the kingdom of God, right? 
when you recognize and understand the spiritual gift that's been given to you, you will grow in your capacity to represent Christ and to serve his kingdom. Honestly, I think that understanding and using your spiritual gifts is one of the greatest ways that you will grow in your faith. You begin to operate in partnership with the Holy Spirit, and suddenly you find yourself way more in tune with God. You are listening constantly. God, is this a moment you're wanting me to operate? You tune your ear towards heaven in a greater way when you know what your gift is and you're committed to operating in it. You're listening closer because you understand the amazing privilege of having the Holy Spirit work through you. What an incredible privilege it is. And you become uninterested in participating in sin because you recognize how patterns of sin in your life block that manifestation of the Spirit and the gifts in you. And you would much rather have clear access to the Spirit. And suddenly that thing that felt so appealing before suddenly loses its luster. And you think, I don't even want it because I'm so tuned into wanting everything God has for me to do. So spiritual gifts are given to each and every one of us in order to help us grow. And secondly, the spiritual gifts are given for the benefit of the church. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 7 again. It says, now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given. For what? For the common good. It's for the common good. In the early church, in the New Testament, what people would gather together, usually in someone's home, and everyone would come ready to participate. They believed that the Spirit of God would gift the believers that were going to come to that meeting with specific gifts to cover every specific need and ministry for the church. There was no planning center calendar. There was no calling ahead to make sure that the nursery was covered. Everyone just walked in with their gifts, ready to participate. And when they did that, everything was covered. They would get into a room and someone would say, well, I have the gift of service. I'm going to go prepare the food. And someone else would say, I have the gift of generosity. I've provided the funds to help keep buy everything that we need. Somebody else would say, well, I, clearly, I have the gift of teaching, so I actually have something that I'm supposed to share. And everyone would come with their gifts as a contribution to the church. And as each person operated in the fullness of their gift, every part of the church was taken care of and healthy. Everyone brought their gifts as a contribution to the church in order that the whole church could grow to spread the gospel. They realized that these gifts weren't about them. These gifts were about the whole body having everything working so that it could share the gospel with the world. Your spiritual gift will help you grow, but they are not for your benefit. You are given a spiritual gift to benefit others by using it for the common good of the church. And I mean the church with a capital C. The kingdom of God, the church around the world. Ephesians 4.11 says, Christ gave him the apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Why? So that the body of Christ might be built up, right? That the body is built up. The church is built up. Your gifts have been given to you to make the church of Jesus Christ strong. 
They are not made to make you feel good about yourself. They are not given to give you something to fill your days. They are not even given to make you feel like you have a purpose so you feel fulfilled by your work. Now, all of these can be byproducts of operating in your gifts. I'm not saying that. But your gifts are given to edify and build up the body of Christ, to provide all of the help and insight and labor and leadership and resources and instructions that the church needs in order to grow healthy and strong. Now, if I'm honest, sometimes I miss this. I get excited about my gifts. I get laser focused on what I'm doing, the gifts that God's given me and the chance to use them. And sometimes I forget that it's not about the gift. And it's most certainly not about me using the gift. It's never about me. It's never about me having more opportunities or feeling valued for what I bring to the table. It's never about when I feel like it, I will bring my gifts to the table. Or if it's comfortable or easy or fits in with the rest of my life, I might occasionally show up with my gift. It's about bringing what you have been entrusted with, handpicked by the Holy Spirit that he gave to you. It's about you showing up with what's been entrusted to you into the whole community of faith, so that the community of faith will be fully equipped to do the work of spreading the gospel. It's a sobering thought, isn't it? Because what is the inverse of that? It means if I don't bring my gift to the table, it means there is a vulnerability and a weakness in the church. If I don't bring my part, if I don't learn to operate in that gift, there is a weakness the church cannot function in its fullness. There are gaps that I am meant to fill that are left vacant because I am not operating in the gift that was assigned to me. And that leads me to my last point this morning. Each of us has a responsibility to use the gifts that have been assigned to us. I want you to think about this for, the minute, for a minute. I want you to think about all the believers around the world Every single one of them who has been given a spiritual gift to manifest the spirit of God to build up the church. And then I want you to think about all the work there is to do to spread the gospel. Think about all the children in the world who need to be discipled, who need to learn, who need to be taught about what it means to follow Jesus. Think about all the people in the world who need to hear the gospel, who have never had a chance. They don't even know about it. Think about all the communities that need a church full of people with the gift of compassion and mercy and service that can step into places of need and meet a real physical, tangible need in order to demonstrate the love of God. Think about all the work around the world that simply needs to be funded, that will only work if those with the gift of giving will use their resources and influence to give generously. I think about it all the time. We get calls every single week from missionaries who say, we are ready to go. We will go tomorrow. We just don't have the money. If you think of how many people they are willing to go, ready, bags packed, trained, but the resources are not there for them to go, that is a sobering thought. We need to be generously sowing into the kingdom of God, right? Think of all the people in need of healing and miracles 
who need people who operate in these gifts to boldly step out and just say, can I pray for you? You're sick. Can I pray for you? When was the last time any one of us did that? But this is a part of the giftings that are given for the benefit of the church, right? Think about how many new ideas are needed to be explored in order to face new challenges in the world. And we need people with apostolic imagination and drive to help us start new things to reach people in new ways for the kingdom of God. I want you to think about this for a minute because this thing only works if you show up. It only works if you show up. The mission of the church only happens when you use your gift. First Peter says this. This is what Peter says about gifts. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him forever. Your responsibility is to grow the spiritual gift that God has given you when you become a believer. Now, I'm not just talking about using your natural talents. Now, that's a part of it, using the natural talents that God has given to you. But what I'm talking about is bringing your natural talents and learning how to have them empowered by the Holy Spirit to give you that above and beyond capacity to operate in your giftings, right? It's about identifying these gifts that God has given to you and fully committing to, I'm going to just learn how to do this. I'm going to learn how to operate in it, right? And this is what I want you to remember today. Spiritual gifts are like any other ability. They get better the more you use them, right? You ever tried something, and the first time you try it, you're like, oh, I was terrible at that. <laughs> yes? Okay, just me. Okay. But when you first try something, even if you have a natural talent for it, you might stink at it, right? You might not be great at it at all. I did voice and piano lessons forever, and inevitably I would get somebody who came in with so much talent and so much ego, and they would just be like, I know I'm good. And I'm like, that's great. You've got great talent. Now we need skill. You will not get very far with talent without skill. And it is the same way with a gift of the Holy Spirit. If God has imparted something to you, that's great. Now you got to learn how to use it. And you only learn how to use it by trying to use it. And learning and talking to people who also have that. And reading the scripture and reading resources and, and seeking out instruction from people who also have those gifts. How do I use this? And so I am challenging our church this summer to not only identify what spiritual gifts the Lord has given you, but I'm challenging you this summer to learn how to use it to get some skill and start operating in it, right? It might be terrifying. You might think, I don't know, God, I, I'm not good at this. And maybe you're, I've done this before. I'm standing in Target. And all of a sudden I feel the whole, I see some lady over there in the toy aisle just minding her own business. And I feel like the Lord is like, go pray for her. I'm like, no, look like a crazy person. And I stand there for a few minutes arguing. And finally it's like, oh, fine, because I'm committed to this thing. I'm committed to operating in any gift that the Spirit wants to impart to me. And so I will go over and say, this might sound crazy, but could I pray for you today? And I promise you, 
99.9% of the time, people are like, thank you. I'm going through a hard thing. We love the idea of God doing supernatural things. How many of you, if that was you and you were having a terrible day and somebody walked over and said, actually, God just told me to come over and pray for you, that you would feel the God of the universe saw me. He sent somebody right over, right in the middle of, of the store to just say, I see you. Holy Spirit manifesting himself through us making himself visible to the world through the working out of the spiritual gifts of believers. This only works if we participate, right? I want you to figure out what your spiritual gifts are and then take a step in beginning to use them. Sign up to volunteer for something. Offer to pray for someone. Take a step to grow in your giftings. And listen, we have lots of places around Homestead for you to get involved. There's lots of places around here. But let me tell you, there's a reason I put the Big C Church. Because there are lots of places in the kingdom of God that you can use your gifts. And there are seasons of my life that my gifts have been operating in the majority within my local body. And that's kind of ground zero. But there have been other seasons that the Lord has put me in ministries outside of here where I've been serving women or girls or something else. And so, listen, whatever it might be, come talk to us. We know a lot of people. We can help you get connected. But you need to find the place where you can start operating in the gifts and talents that the Lord has given you. Amen? So as I was studying this week, I wrote this down. You grow, so we grow. I grow, so we grow. That's really what I'm talking about, right? You and I have a responsibility to grow in the gifts that God has given us. Because when you grow, and I grow, and we all grow, the entire church grows. The entire kingdom of God is more effective. And that's really what it comes down to. I want to play my part. I don't want there to be vulnerabilities and gaps in the kingdom because the Holy Spirit empowered me with something that I choose to not use for the kingdom of God. When you discover and use your spiritual gifts and you grow stronger in them, then the church of Jesus Christ will also grow stronger. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. God, I thank you so much for the gift of the Holy Spirit that when you come into our lives, God, you fill us. You fill us with the Spirit, and at that moment, you begin to empower us, Father, with gifts of the Spirit that we can use so that other people can see God's glory through us. And Lord, we desperately want people to see you through our lives. Father, what else really matters? What are we here for? We are here to demonstrate the love of Christ to a hurting and broken world. And so, Father, we recognize that in the Word of God, you tell us that one of the big ways that we will, you will make yourself visible is through us using the gifts and talents that you have put inside of us. And so, Father, I am praying right now that you would begin to help us identify what those are. Lord, I am praying that we would have our eyes opened, our ears open, our hearts open, that we would begin to see how you've gifted us, the things that you have put inside of us. And Lord, we would begin to acquire the skill of how to use those gifts to further your kingdom. Lord, I think of that picture on the slide of the big tree with branches spreading out. And Lord, it just 
All week it's been the picture I have in my mind when I think about the church of Jesus Christ. That when we grow in the way you want us to grow together, we collectively make this beautiful shade for the hurting and broken world. We provide shelter. We provide shade. We provide nourishment. But God, it only works if we grow. And so, Jesus, we are today committing ourselves to growing so that we can all grow together and create a beautiful place of refuge for the world where people can find Christ and find hope and healing. Our world is so desperate for that, God. So we take a step back. We recognize our part in bringing the light of the Spirit into a dark world. So have your way with us, Lord. I'm praying for just a great week where people have insight from the word and through prayer that you begin to open their eyes to what these gifts are. And as we talk about them throughout the summer, I'm praying, Father, that we would emerge as a church growing strong, deep roots and high branches. In Jesus' name, we pray all of these things. And everybody together said... Amen. Amen. We're so happy you're here today. If you'd like prayer, we have people up front that would be honored to pray with you. Otherwise, have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.